I want to, uh, uh, to pose the question today, what's the big deal about resurrection? What is the big deal about resurrection? Let's read those scripture together today. 1 Peter chapter 1 says this, Praise be to God, to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ in his great mercy. He has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. What? Did y'all see that? That's pretty interesting. And into an inheritance. Everybody say inheritance. Into an inheritance that can never perish, spoil, or fade away. That's pretty awesome. Listen, over in Corinthians, we're going we're gonna to move over into Corinthians. And they had been having this big debate over the validity of resurrection from the dead. And in 1 Corinthians the ch chapter 15, the 16th verse, it says, For if the dead are not raised even Christ not even Christ has been raised and if Christ has not been raised your faith is futile and you are still in your sins wait what even though he went to the cross even though he was beaten for us even though he shed his blood the scripture says that if Watch, if the teaching of a resurrection is a lie, there's a reason that we are still in our sin. Come on now. That's pretty powerful there. Verse 18 says this, Then those also who have fallen asleep in Christ have perished. If in Christ we have hope in this life only, we are of all people most to be pitied but in fact Christ has been raised from the dead the first fruit of those who have fallen asleep for as a man for as by a man came death by a man has come also the resurrection of the dead verse 22 says this for as in Adam all died how many know that the, the scripture is talking about our old daddy Adam? All right? As in Adam all die, so also in Christ shall all be made alive. But each in his own order, Christ the first fruits, then at his coming, those who belong to Christ. And now they were having this debate. Remember, they were having this, uh, uh, you know, this this questioning and and you know about the resurrection. And they were saying, well, how are people raised from the dead? And Paul was trying to explain, you're you're not thinking correctly. He said, just like a kernel of corn is put in the ground, one thing is put in the ground, but then a stalk of corn comes out of the ground. They said just like a human being is put in the ground something like it something similar to it something will come out of the ground but it will be different oh man y'all y'all come on now don't be asleep on me this morning it says for as in Adam all die so also in Christ shall all be made alive 
And let me jump down to uh, uh, 23. It said, but each in his own order, Christ the first fruit, and then at his coming, those who belong to Christ. And then jump down to verse 50, uh, uh, 53, and it says, for this perishable, perishable body must put on the imperishable. And this mortal body must put on immortality. Death is swallowed up in victory. Oh, death. I, I love it. It sounds like he's taunting. I, I really love it when Paul, Paul is writing this. Oh, death, where is your victory? Oh, death, where is your sting? The sting of death is sin, and the power of sin is the law. But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Would you give him a praise offering this morning? Amen. You may be seated. Thank you so much for standing. This is the key thought that I want to... I want to give you this morning is that the stinger, the stinger that gives death power is sin. The stinger that gives death its poison power is sin. That is just a powerful thought. Listen, uh, there's a uh, there's a portion of the death and resurrection of the uh, of Jesus that uh, you know I've always kind of scratched my head a little bit on in years gone by. But but remember that uh, uh, Jesus obviously he was. Uh, uh, you know he was beaten and he was uh, uh, tormented and and then he was hung on a cross and um, they, they after several hours of hanging on the cross they didn't uh, want to leave him the Jews didn't want to leave him on the cross because it was uh, uh, you know it was the Passover feast and they didn't want to be unclean by touching dead bodies on Passover so they they sought after Pilate that they would break the legs and and when they break the legs they couldn't raise themselves up on, the, on their toes to be able to get oxygen in. And when they would sink down, the blood was so filling the lungs that they, uh, the, those that were on the cross couldn't breathe. And so they would literally suffocate to death. And so they, they broke the legs of the two thieves on either side. But when they came to Jesus, they found that he was already dead. And, and uh, so the, the Roman soldier just pierced him in his side and, and walked and blood flowed out of Jesus and they took Jesus down off the cross and they put him in a tomb nearby and the scripture tells us that on the third day uh, Mary came Mary Magdalene came and uh, she went uh, she went early 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 in the morning and she was going to the tomb and when she got there she found that the stone had been rolled away and she turns and hightails it back to the house where the disciples were and she starts beating on the door before they had their first cup of coffee you understand what I'm saying I mean it was early in the morning before the sun came up and she's saying they've taken him they've taken him and so Peter and John jump up and run out the door they run to uh, they run to 
to the place of the tomb and and John outruns Peter but it's still dark and John's you know he he's a, still a little scared uh, uh, there being in the dark in the tomb and and he looks down but he doesn't go inside and Peter comes sliding into third y'all know what I'm talking about I mean Peter just in in the tomb and he's looking around and and they find that the tomb is empty and and so Peter and John go back home but Mary's still hanging out at the tomb and Mary bends over looks down and she sees two angels that are there in the tomb and uh, you know they're saying who, who do you seek and and uh, so when she raises up and she turns around she sees what she thinks is the gardener and uh, so so the gardener says to her who do you seek and she says sir thinking that he's a gardener if you have taken my lord if you've moved his body just tell me where it is and I'll go get him and take him away and uh, she, he simply says her name Mary and her eyes are open all of a sudden she goes Rabona, it's a teacher master uh, and uh, uh, Jesus says Bring it in. High, high five. He doesn't say that, does he? Jesus says, up, oh, whoop, wait. He says the weirdest thing in the Bible. Hey, hang on. Don't touch me. Can't touch this. What? Jesus says the strangest thing. Um, in that moment in that sacred holy moment when her eyes are open and she sees that it's Jesus he says don't touch me now hang on let's put a pin in that story and we'll come back to it in just a few minutes again what is the big deal about resurrection it isn't listen isn't forgiveness the big deal? What is the big deal about resurrection? I, I want to spend some time talking about that this morning. Listen, God's promise was more than forgiveness. Oh, come on. Y'all are going to wake up here in a minute. God's promise was more than forgiveness. Listen, forgiveness is awesome, y'all. Forgiveness, listen, I, man, if you just pause and think about forgiveness for a few minutes and, and uh, uh, being at odds with, with uh, God because of our sin, because of our rebellion, because of all the things that we've done, forgiveness is a big deal. And, and uh, as we stated last week, forgiveness does doesn't just mean no punishment it means that Jesus took our place and took our punishment for us it doesn't mean no no punishment see I deserved it I was guilty but he stepped in front of me and took my punishment for me Forgiveness is great, but it's not all of the promise. Why is resurrection such a big deal? Because resurrection is the fullness of the gospel. Resurrection is the fullness of the promise 
that he made to us why is resurrection such a big deal listen if you're brand new to the faith I want to encourage you I want to encourage you one of the most well-known passages of the scripture I want you to write this down and I want you to uh, I want you to go home and memorize this but uh, for those of you that have been in this a while a while uh, we don't have to look very far to get this understanding John chapter 3 says for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him should not but should have everlasting life that's exactly right that is the fullness of the promise forgiveness is great but the fullness of the promise is eternal life in Corinthians chapter 15 as we read in our in our text this morning they were having this discussion over whether or not resurrection was real or not where whether or not resurrection was possible or not and we find there that Paul writes if in this life only if this right now right here is all that we have promise of then we are of all people most to be pitied why not go out party hardy because tomorrow we gonna die anyway come on right that think about that if there's no resurrection Paul writes then even Jesus himself has not been resurrected and if he's not been resurrected then we are still in our sins that is a powerful thought not wait 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 not if he hasn't gone to the cross we're still in our sins it didn't say that if he hasn't been raised from what is the big deal about resurrection that that everybody's making such a big fuss about john chapter 6 verse 39 it says and this is the will of him who sent me this is jesus talking that i should lose nothing of all that he has given me but raise it up on the last day for this is the will of my father that everyone y'all say everyone that everyone who looks on the son and believes in him should have eternal life doesn't say should have forgiveness the fullness of the promise is eternal everyone that looks on him and believes should have eternal life and I will raise him up in the last day wow look at this let's go back to first peter chapter one in our text again it says in his great mercy he has given us new birth into a living hope listen i don't just have hope in this life only and then i'm gonna die i have a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead and into an inheritance that can never perish, spoil, or fade away. How many has ever had somebody spend your inheritance before? Come on now. 
I, man, I hit a nerve right there. Let me just tell you. You ever had some, or maybe you're the, you're the one that squandered your inheritance, right? Uh, but, but he says here, there is an inheritance uh, that we have been granted through the resurrection of Jesus Christ uh, that uh, never perishes, never spoils, never fades away because it's called eternal Life, life that lasts forever. Listen, what's the big deal about resurrection? Jesus was the first fruit from the dead is what the scripture says the first fruit um, the one that raised was raised from the dead with eternal life um, uh, he was the first fruit of those that had fallen asleep um, for as by a man came death by a man has come also the resurrection of the dead listen death came by courtesy of our daddy Adam how many know we all can on one side of the fence or the other Bubba we all can y'all y'all understand that right we, we uh, uh, somehow, but we all are descendants from Adam. Adam and Eve, the first man and woman, we are all descendants of them. And because of Adam's rebellion, sin came into the world, uh, and Adam left us a wonderful inheritance called death. Well, that just ain't fair. Just because I'm a descendant of somebody that was in the garden all them thousands of years ago and now we all got to die because of what he did, that just ain't fair, Pastor. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right. Come on now. But on the other hand, uh, the scripture tells us that uh, life is the new inheritance of those that are born again uh, and are descendants of Jesus Christ. Uh, So as in one man, Adam, uh, all of us uh, are the heir of death. Uh, When we look on Jesus and believe on Jesus, we step into a brand new inheritance uh, and all who believe on him uh, are able Able to inherit life. That's awesome. For as in Adam all died, so also in Christ shall all be made alive, but each in his own order. Christ the first fruit, then at his coming, those who belong to Christ. We are all guilty and deserve to be punished. Y'all, y'all know that, right? We're, we're all guilty of sin. And we deserve to be punished, but Jesus took our punishment and he satisfied God's wrath against sin. We are all sentenced to death, but Jesus. Look at this, verse 24 says, Then comes the end when he delivers the kingdom of God, the Father, to God the Father after destroying every rule and every authority and power for he must reign until he has put all his enemies under his feet the last enemy to be destroyed is death man I might get excited this morning y'all see that it, it might seem like at times that sickness is winning 
it might seem like, man, I was, I was talking to a young man. I used to, I mean, I used to see him. He was this high. And this morning, he was this high. And I said, dude, how old are you? And he said, 23. And I'm like, oh, Lord Jesus, help me. You know, and, and I looked at his daddy. And I'm like, dude, can't you stop this? And he looked at me and said, your kids are older than mine. You know, and so it might seem like sickness is winning, that age is winning, like death is winning. But the last enemy Jesus will put under his feet is death. We are all sentenced to death. But Jesus, listen, I've tried. Y'all, I studied the Greek. I've studied, the, uh, you know, I, I, I've, I've studied the scriptures. I, I've, I've studied the Hebrew. I, I, I've, I've dug it out. I, I did everything I could to give you the most theologically sound statement on this that I could but I came up with this is that Jesus kicked death's butt listen all of you that are offended you gotta love me anyway get over it listen I the scripture says all our life, all of our life, we were worried. We, we, uh, uh, we walked around in fear of death. Uh, man, uh, don't you just remember uh, that big bully on the schoolyard when you were in elementary school? Uh, don't you just remember uh, and all of our life uh, we walked around, uh, we've been worried about death. Uh, we worried about death uh, for ourselves. Uh, we worried about death for uh, our mate or for one of our loved ones. And uh, we're separated temporarily sometimes uh, uh, everybody at some point will be separated because of death and death has screamed its ugly scream and taunted us but I've got news for you there's one more enemy that Jesus is going to put down and God's going to put death underneath his feet and no more will death ever taunt us again wow what's the deal what is the big deal about resurrection? Let me tell you something. God never welches on a promise. Death will be defeated. Death will be put underneath his feet. And resurrection is the fullness of God's promise to us. Number two. How did Jesus conquer death? 1 Corinthians chapter 15 says this perishable body must put on the imperishable. And this mortal body must put on immortality. Listen, I... And I if you are around me very long and, and you ever come to a funeral that I'm preaching, I never, ever, ever preach a funeral, but that I don't tell the people that, uh, that I'm preaching the funeral for, I, I always tell them there's a reason that we have to die. And the reason that we have to die is because the promise, uh, the inheritance, uh, the promise of God is too big for this natural guy to inherit. Uh, I 
I must put off the perishable and put on the imperishable. I must put off the mortal and put on the immortality so that I can inherit the promise of eternal life. It's just a transition of changing clothes, y'all. Come on now. Verse 54 says, death is swallowed up in victory. When that happens, when that transition happens, death is swallowed up in victory. Oh, death, where is your victory? Oh, death, where is your sting? The sting of death is sin, and the power of sin is the law. But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. How is resurrection, the resurrection of Jesus, possible? The big thought today that I'm focusing on is that the stinger that gives death its power is sin. That's the, that's the poison pill, if you will. That's the poison in the stinger that gives it its power is sin. Listen, we were born, we were born into sin. We were born into a, with a sin nature, right? Because we were descendants of Adam, and the moment we were born, we started dying because we had that sin nature. And the moment that we came to the age of accountability where we understood right and wrong, we automatically began to operate in our own nature. Come on now. That's just the way it is. But the stinger that gives death its power is sin. So how did Jesus conquer death? Think of it this way. Has anybody in the house ever been pulled over by a policeman? Isn't that so much fun? You're driving down the road. You know, most of the time, we already know what we've been doing wrong. Come on now, y'all know what I'm talking about. I, I, you know if you were speed. But when a policeman pulls you over and you see that little red and blue light flashing uh, behind you in your rearview mirror, you look up and you see those bubbles going off and, and uh, you pull over and uh, he comes up to the door and the first thing that he, he asks for is our identity, right? Ah, oh, man, that'll preach all day long right there. He asked for our identity and, he, and we, uh, our, our identification. And so we give him our driver's license. And what does he do? He looks at it. He looks at how ugly mug, uh, uh, mug shot we have. Uh, he looks at our face and uh, uh, grins a little bit, probably laughs at us a little bit under his breath. And he turns around. He goes back to his car. He sets down and goes... And everything we have ever done comes up on that computer, right? Every jaywalking, every speeding ticket, every public intoxication, every domestic violence, everything that has ever had that we have ever done comes up on that computer. Listen, if death had have come before I met Jesus, my rap sheet would have been pretty ugly. 
Y'all understand that? If death had have come before I met Jesus, man, my rap sheet would have been very long. From the very first man, y'all listen, from the very first man, Adam, on down, every, every single human being uh, on planet Earth uh, has had a rap sheet uh, a mile long because it's just in our nature. Uh, it's just who we are. Uh, we are a descendant uh, of Adam, uh, and we deserve death. Uh, all, uh, everybody say all. All of us have sinned from the moment uh, we came to the age of accountability and we knew right from wrong. Uh, there was just something on the inside of us that drew us uh, to start having those ugly thoughts, to start uh, uh, warring against other people, to start stealing and lying and hating and, and judging and, and all of those kinds of things uh, because it was on the inside of us. And because uh, of that sin, in nature and because of our natural instincts and choices uh, we were all sentenced to die because the wages of our sin was death listen there has never been other than Jesus there's never been one person that didn't deserve to die not one. How is it that Jesus was resurrected from the dead? How did Jesus defeat death? Remember, the big thought is that the stinger that gives death its power is sin. Listen, God, whenever Jesus came to earth, y'all, God didn't just say, Well, now that's my boy. We're going to give him a pass because that's my boy. Come on now. God did not break protocol. The wages of sin is death. God didn't break protocol on this. So how in the world did Jesus raise from the how did he beat death? How was Jesus resurrected? Look at the scripture here. 1 Peter chapter 2. He committed no sin. He committed no sin, neither was there deceit found in his mouth. 2 Corinthians chapter 5. For our sake, God made him to be sin who knew no sin, so that he might become so that we might become the righteousness of God Hebrews chapter 4 verse 15 uh, we do not have a high priest Jesus who is unable to sympathize with our weakness but one who in every respect has been tempted as we are yet without sin, without sin. wow then we understand that when they're the when all the Romans when they not the Romans the Jews bring Jesus uh, to Pilate and and they're they're saying crucify him put him to death our law says that he's got to die and and uh, they're uh, you know they're outside cheering uh, crucify him and and Pilate's on the inside uh, and he's interrogating Jesus uh, what does he do he walks out to the balcony uh, and he says hey 
I don't find any fault in this man. Wow. Here's what the scripture says in Isaiah 53 as we discussed last week. He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquity. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes, we were healed. Jesus, the pride of heaven, the glory of heaven, the beauty of heaven came down to the worst of mankind to deliver the most broken, the most bound, the most rebellious. And he lived in a sinful world, yet he did not sin. When he went to the cross because of our sins, when he went to the cross, he went because of our sins and not because of his sins. Now, y'all, can you just imagine with me a conversation after Jesus dies and he's taken off of the cross and we find that Jesus has, has uh, arrived uh, in the hearse to, to hell. Let's just imagine for a moment the conversation between death and Satan. The red lights go off. Death pulls up behind Jesus. And he said, let me have your life. Let me have your identity. And he walks back to his patrol car. And he sits down with a cocky little grin on his face. We got a problem. What do you mean we got a problem? I can't hold him. What do you mean you can't hold him? I've been looking for his rap sheet. Hey, demons, who done hacked our system? Satan, I can't... I can't hold him. I, what? I can't find any sin. Oh, that's impossible. There's never been anybody that's ever showed up. There's never been anybody that's died that didn't have sin. Every human being on planet Earth, since I got Adam to bow his knee, since I got Adam and I tricked him into a lie, every human being from the beginning of time has always had sin. That is impossible. Y'all, that is a powerful thought. Because the stinger that gives death its power is sin. And sin had no power over Jesus and no claim over Jesus because there was no sin. Man, Romans 1 says he was declared to be the son of God. Now, y'all listen. This is a powerful verse that most people would just run right over and forget. But I, I want you to get this. Uh, look at this. He was declared to be the son of God in power according 
to the spirit of, oh, come on. He was declared to be the son of God in power according to the spirit of holiness by his resurrection from the dead Jesus Christ our Lord the spirit of holiness man I just I just see the spirit of holiness stepping up to declare have you ever seen a, a, you know Hollywood that when the kings have a banquet or whatever the porter steps up and says now introducing the duchess of you understand that but the spirit of holiness uh, stepped up uh, and said uh, through the spirit of holiness uh, oh my God the son of God oh death uh, where is your sting oh grave uh, where is your victory now how was Jesus resurrection possible his resurrection was possible because of his sinless life. And the stinger of death could not hold him. So the third question is this. How is resurrection possible for us? In, in the old days, in the old days, they would... every year they would take a lamb and they would slay the lamb and the high priest that represented the Jewish nation every year he would go through a cleansing process and he would go and he would take the blood of a lamb and he would go and first offer up a sacrifice for his sins and then he would offer up a sacrifice for the sins of the people. And year after year after year after year, over and over and over again, uh, this would happen because the priest was imperfect and because the people uh, needed retribution. They needed uh, uh, their, their sins cleaned. And so year after year, they would go through what we call foreshadowing, a foreshadowing uh, of something that was coming in the future. It was an imperfect process that was revealing a perfect process that was going to take place but hadn't yet taken place so year after year they would slay a lamb and the, the high priest would go in and he would offer up a sacrifice Hebrews chapter 9 says but he, Jesus entered once for all into the holy place not by means of the blood of goats and calves and by means of his own blood thus securing an eternal redemption verse 24 for Christ has entered not into the holy place made with hands which are copies of the true things but into the heaven itself now to appear in the presence of God on our behalf Let's go back and pick our story up. Mary looks down. She sees a couple of angels in there. They saying he ain't here. He gone. Mary raises up and turns around and looks. 
And she sees this individual, she thinks she's a gardener. She said, where have you taken him? I'll go take him. I'll go get him. I'll go take him away. And he says, Mary. And she says, Rabboni. And she reaches out to touch Jesus. And he says, hang on. Don't touch me. What? Listen, one of my, one of my family members had a, had a surgery. And every, every day... The wound had to be dressed, and evidently, uh, I, I don't know. Every, everybody else in my my family must have a weak stomach, and and so uh, it it uh, it was my responsibility every day to dress this wound, and and uh, uh, man, I took it I took it seriously because I you know I didn't want infection and all that stuff to set in, and so uh, every day I had this little process. I had the little the little clean napkins, and I I would take out the gauze, and I I'd take out the tape, and I'd take out the you know the little uh, uh, the, the big uh, medical Q-tips and, and I'd put all the stuff uh, on this little clean napkin and, and I'd go over uh, you know, first to the, the sink and I'd wash my hands and, and uh, then uh, I'd wash my hands uh, and then uh, I'd wash my hands and then I'd turn around uh, and somebody would reach over to grab uh, one of the utensils or one of the bottles or something uh, to hand it to me and I'd say stop don't touch that do you know how dirty your hands are are y'all tracking with me yet and, and so I, you know I'd go over and I'd open the bottle I'd turn around I'd wash my hands again I'd go over I'd do something else and they'd be scratching so I'd stop don't touch that your hands are dirty did you wash your hands I'd go over I'd wash my hands again you ever seen a surgeon before they go into surgery they go to the big tub and that man, they get every cuticle under every fingernail. They, they get every finger, every crevice. They go all the way up. They get under the, no, anyway. They, they go all the way up. They get their whole, and then when they walk out, they walk into the surgery room like this, and they take a garment, and they slide this sterilized garment uh, on the surgeon, uh, and they put sterilized gloves uh, on the surgeon, uh, and the surgeon uh, is walking in. Uh, Don't touch me. Uh, I've got a job to do uh, my friend listen uh, Jesus walked out of the tomb uh, and he was sterilized uh, he was purified uh, he was clean uh, and he walked out uh, and she said don't touch me uh, I've got to go into the holy uh, of holies uh, to be presented uh, to my God and your God uh, I'm going in for you For by a single offering, he has perfected for all time those who are being sanctified. The Holy Spirit also bears witness to us. Oh, oh come on now. Y'all connect the dots with me. Come on now. The Holy Spirit bears witness to us that after saying, 
This is the covenant I will make with them. After those days, declares the Lord, I will put my laws into their heart and write them on their minds. And then he adds, I will remember their... Come on now. I will remember their sins and their lawless deeds no more. Wait, 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 wait. Did y'all get that? We, we've been talking about how did Jesus overcome death and the grave? How was Jesus resurrected? But now we're talking about how we're going to be resurrected. How are we going to win this thing? He said the new covenant, after Jesus goes in and makes the perfect sacrifice, uh, when he walked out, um, he made the covenant that he would remember our lawless deeds no more. And where there is forgiveness of these, there is no longer offering of sins. Y'all, listen, listen, listen. I, just a few weeks ago, I got this big white envelope from AT&T. And inside, I expected for there to be an AT&T bill. Come on now. We all know what the bills look like, right? We know about how much they are. They lot. Everything's a lot these days. Even Wally World's a lot these days. I got that AT&T bill and I opened it expecting to have my, my bill on the inside and sure enough, I pulled it out and there was a bill. But to my surprise, um, I didn't know anything. Not only did I not owe anything, uh, but uh, there was a credit to my account. Y'all y'all ain't getting this. Hey, let me tell you something. If Jesus tarries, and I don't believe he's going to tarry very long, I believe he's coming back to get his bride. Those that are watching and expecting But if he tarries, one of these days, I'm going to go by way of the grave. One of these days, somebody's going to stand on this platform and tell great lies about me. One of these days, they're going to wheel me out of here, put me in the back of a hearse, and carry me out to the graveyard and lower me down into the ground, and they're going to cover me up with dirt one of these days. But one of these days, there's another conversation that's going to happen between Satan and death. When the red and blue flashing lights pull up behind me after I've died. And he walks up to the door and he says, let me have your identity, please. And he walks back to his car. 
Satan, we got another problem. No, 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 wait a minute. I was there on the day. I done seen the video. I know what he did. I was there. Here's the deal. I mean, to know what happens when somebody pays a debt they don't owe. Come on. How many knows what happens when somebody pays a debt they don't owe? It goes on credit. It goes over to the credit column, y'all. Uh, and so uh, there may be a conversation that takes place uh, between Satan and death, uh, but Jesus uh, gonna step in uh, and say, hey, y'all, uh, remember uh, that day that I went to the cross? Uh, remember that day I laid down my life? Uh, remember that I paid a debt uh, I didn't know? Uh, and it went over to the credit column? Uh, now uh, apply that uh, to his account. And where there is no sin, where there is no sin, the death, death has no stinger. How is he going to rise or how did he rise? He rose because there was no sin. He had never sinned. How are we going to raise? Because what he paid went on our account. Would you stand to your feet with me today? Listen. Everybody here, if you're used to boring church, you can go back to your old church. But this ain't boring because he ain't dead. I'm not in mourning, I'm in rejoicing. I don't have to be full of grief, I can be full of joy. Because he is risen. And the fullness of the gospel is that he promised us life that lasts forever. It's imperishable, never fades away. Listen, every head bowed, every eye closed in this house today. You're in the house today and you've been wrestling. You've been wondering how in the world could a perfect God love someone as imperfect as me? My friend, there's been a credit applied to your account. The wages of sin were death. And Jesus stepped in and paid that price that he did not owe. 
as the old song says, ain't no grave going to hold my body down when I hear that trumpet sound. Today, with every head bowed and every eye closed, just right where you are, I just want to pray with you. If you're in the house and you've wrestled with that question, how in the world could he love me? You're saved. You love God. But you've been wrestling with questions. Just right where you are. Would you just slip your hand up and say, Preacher, you hit the nail on the head with me. Yes, thank you. Yes, yes, thank you, thank you. God bless you. Anyone else in the house today? Slip your hand up. Thank you, son. Thank you, ma'am. Slip your hand up. Just say, that's me. I've been wrestling. Yes, sir. God bless you. I've got one more question. If you're in the house today and you've wrestled with your salvation and you don't have a relationship with Jesus Christ. You're here today and you've never accepted him as your Lord and Savior. Or maybe you're here today and you're the one that turns your back and walked away from him. He didn't walk away from you. If that's you today, he's standing with arms wide open, inviting you to come back home. In all of his mercy, it's his kindness that draws men unto repentance, is what the word says. Every head bowed, every eye closed, if that's you this morning, and you'd say, I need Jesus I've made a mess of my life but today I surrender today I want to know him or today I want to come back home and recommit my life to Jesus if that's you with no one looking around this morning would you just slip it up thank you ma'am God bless you slip it up this morning if that's you thank you sir God bless you is there another in the house this morning just slip it up don't don't leave don't leave the same way you came in this morning. Is there another this morning? You say, I need to know Jesus. I want to have that eternal, that eternal life. I want to have that promise from God. Thank you, ma'am. Thank you, young man. Is there another this morning? Just slip it up and write back down. Don't leave like you came in this morning. Is there another? Congregation, would you just pray with me this morning? Could we just pray together? Would you just repeat this prayer after me? Heavenly Father, we come in Jesus' name. We believe that He is your Son. We know that we have sinned and we deserve to be punished. But we believe that Jesus took our place. And because of that, we're forgiven. You said you would adopt us. You would write our name in heaven. 
and forgive all of our sins and give us eternal life so that we could live with you forever. And today, we receive that salvation. Today, we receive that forgiveness. Today, we receive that promise of eternal life. Now, Heavenly Father, all of those that have struggled, all of those that the enemy has battled against their hearts and minds, accusing them, Lord, and, and tormenting them. Father, today uh, I'm asking you that they would lift their eyes and that they would see what Jesus did on the cross, what Jesus did uh, for all of us, God. Father, we are forgiven not because of what we've done. Uh, Father, we're forgiven because of what Jesus has done. Uh, and today, Lord, I'm asking you to illuminate, uh, illuminate that uh, to your children today so that we can walk in freedom uh, not in condemnation that we can walk uh, in liberty God uh, not under the fear of the law but because of the blood of Jesus uh, the law has been erased um, Father because of resurrection uh, Father uh, we have this newness of life uh, Father sin uh, has lost its power has lost its stinger because of the death and resurrection of Jesus today we thank you as we celebrate this resurrection Sunday would you give the Lord a praise offering this one just really really come on come on are you glad that he rose from the dead that he finished what he went to the cross to do listen if you slipped your hand up today and you asked Jesus into your heart, would you please, please, we have a gift for you over here. And we'd also love for you to sign the wall of, of many of those that have said, I've decided to follow Jesus. If you slipped your hand up as we're dismissed this morning, would you just go over and let us greet you and give you that gift? But this morning, guys, I love you. Happy Resurrection Sunday. You are dismissed. God bless you.